Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for coming back and listening to us here at Shelters by Jesus Radio. I'm your host, Seth. I'm here with my co-host, Al. How are you, Al? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So we're going to continue on this week with our discussion on the fruit of the Spirit. In fact, uh, what I just said there is, uh, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, the Lord gives us that ability to realize the fruit of the Spirit, that package deals we had mentioned. And so I just realized there's that in action, that joy mm. that he gives us. Let us have that joy. Let us rejoice and be glad in this day. And so hope for our listeners that you can have a great day and enjoy it. And so here we go. Amen. So we've talked about the first episode, we talked about love. Love. Yesterday's episode was joy. Joy. And so today is going to be peace. And I think those are three things we really, really need today, Al, in this uh, political climate, in this pandemic's climate, and just this cultural climate right now, that love, joy, and peace, we could all use a real healthy dose of all of it. Mm. And it's available. It is available. In fact, uh, we're, we're referring to a group of scripture found in Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22, and then going into 23. Here's the list of the fruit of the Spirit, capital S, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. That was a revelation to me when I became a, a believer in Jesus Christ, and that there's no law that says you can't have too much of this. Right. I mean, it's like, if you want more, it's available. And he's Amen. the giver of every good and perfect gift. So yes, if our listeners, or whoever, myself, you, Seth, our family members, we can be praying that, boy, I just, I'm not feeling it. Where, Where's the joy? You know, I'm just not feeling it. Psalm 51, David was in that place too. Mm. And he said, Lord, please restore to me the joy of my salvation. Mm. There's joy in that salvation. Cast me not away. Right. And so his joy was restored. He begins, and he's the giver of every good and perfect gift. God will give us that love. He is love, joy. And then we're going to be talking about peace. He's the giver of peace. Right. And so we know that the, the stuff that's going to last, the stuff that's going to change your life, the stuff that's going to change the lives of those around you is the love, the joy, the peace of God, of God, not as the world would give it to you. Right. In fact, we see in John 14, 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He makes a very sharp distinction there that it is his peace. His peace. That he gives you. The world will tell you that peace means... Everything's right. You're getting along with your neighbor. We're not shooting bullets at each other. We're not shooting bullets. We're not yelling at each other. We're not trying to kill each other. The sun is shining. Rainbows are out. Unicorns are dancing on your lawn. You know, that's that's what the world tells you that peace is. But God tells us that it's a very different thing with him in that we know we're secure in our salvation. We know that no matter what troubles we are in, and we will have troubles. Peter tells us that through much tribulation do we enter the kingdom of heaven. So we will have troubles. But during these troubles, we have peace with God. And that is the peace 
that he's talking about. It says it transcends all understanding in terms of being able to fully comprehend that. I mean, now we know in part, and, and that part that we do understand, it's something special. It really is. It's peace that is really kind of hard to explain, too, mm. but it's, it's a peace that we have with God first, and then that filters down into our life, too. Right. What do you mean when you say that passes understanding? It, it's inexhaustible to understand it completely. Right. I mean, you and I were just talking off the air for a few minutes, and we're saying, like, we thought we were going to, in three episodes, take on all the fruit of the Spirit, that package deal, and and we got to love, and we said, you know, we could spend a whole week of Sundays on that, you know, and talk about the love that God has and that He gives, and, and what is that, and what does that look like, and how does one experience that, and the kingdom of heaven, and it's inexhaustible. So I think, too, it also includes, like, you have this person who might say, but Al, you're going through all this stuff. How can you be peaceful about it? How can you, if I were you, I'd be screaming and yelling, banging on my neighbor's door, calling the police, getting into all these things. But I think ultimately it comes down to a knowledge because it passes understanding. We don't understand why or we have that peace. But I think it comes down to understanding you're not in control, that God is in control. Mm. And so no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what you're doing, he's the one who's ultimately in control and has promised never to leave you never to forsake you, and that all things will work out for the good for those who love the Lord. So there's a difference of the peace that the world offers, or or says to purportedly offer, and then the peace that God gives. You know, back when it all happened, when he was born, the angels came out with great joy, and suddenly a company of the heavenly host, that is angels, appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Mm. There's part of the Christmas story, reading from Luke chapter 2. There's that peace from God on whom his favor rests, those that believe in him. Now, that was a time of oppression. The Romans had taken over that part of the world, and so they weren't they were in a tough way. Mm. And the taxing and taxation that was going on and so on and so forth, rules and regs, and how are you going to find peace? And here the angels announce ahead of his coming, God is peace. And, you know, I'm reminded, too, of in Ephesians chapter 6, we read about the armor that God gives us. Mm to allow us to stand in this evil day. And it certainly is an evil day, but he says part of that is, paraphrasing it, the sandals of peace, which is really the gospel, the good news. You put that on your life, you begin to experience a peace that, again, transcends all understanding. But that's the, the sandals of peace. It's preceded by the belt of truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The sandals of peace, that's the gospel. And then the breastplate of righteousness, his righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, mm. and Ephesians 6.18 says to keep on praying. But yeah, that peace. Again, this goes toward the definition of peace, being in a right place with God. The Bible tells us that we all are without excuse. He wrote the law in everybody's heart. Romans 1, yeah. Everybody's heart. How? What's the evidence of that? Well, we know that stealing is wrong, whether you're a Christian or not. Murder is wrong, whether you're a Christian or not. And it goes on and on and on. So God says, I wrote my law in your heart. So you are without excuse. And, and all creation testifies. All that. creation testifies yes. that. And so 
when we don't have Christ in our lives, we live a life of lack of peace, no peace, anxiety, nothing fulfills, nothing makes us happy. We're just going to push forward. We're going to fight. We're going to argue. We're going to claw our way through life. And God says that there's no peace in that life. And Jesus being called the Prince of Peace is the only source of peace with God. And when we have that peace with God, as opposed to not having Christ in our lives, then when we're dealing with the obstacles and the fights and the challenges of our lives, what happens is we really don't have a sense of peace that our Heavenly Father is with us, that He's guiding us, that He's protecting us, that He's that all things will work out for good. We don't have that peace, Al. There's a bumper sticker that I've seen that says, no Jesus, no peace. K-N-O-W. Mm. No Jesus, and you will know peace. You will. Yeah, so it's a kind of a play on words, but I, I kind of like that bumper sticker. Well, you remember the apostles, right? They were locked in prison, singing hymns, mm. uh, praising the Lord, and they didn't know what was going to happen to them. They had an idea, but they said, no. come what may, he gave them a peace in that storm. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they said, when you throw us in this furnace, our God is capable of rescuing us. But if he does not... He's still God. He's still God. Now, you tell me, Al, what they're facing is being burned to death. Yeah. The Bible says the fire was so hot that when the, when the men went forward to throw them in, they dropped dead from the heat. And these men had a peace that, hey, if he saves us, he saves us. If he does not, he does not. But either way, he is God. Mm. Boy, I don't know. If I... Well, there was a fourth person in that fire. <laughs> That's right. Yep. And they saw him dancing around and they said, looks like the son of God. Mm. And so there he was. I, I believe that to be Jesus was in there. He's in the fire with us. And so we can have peace about that. I mean, having your destiny figured and secured in a life everlasting with our yeah. Lord and Savior, that takes a lot of burden off. You know, he, he says, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden. I will give you rest. I'll give you peace knowing Jesus and knowing that your sins are forgiven and that you're no longer guilty. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1. I think that's a great way to sum it up, Al. Yeah. It, you have a peace now. Right. Yeah. And you have a peace knowing that your grandson is saved. Yes. Right? You have yes. a peace knowing that your son-in-law is being the pastor of his home. That's a right? great thing. I can lay my head down at night. And so we've taken care of business where God has. He's made a way. He's yeah. made a way. And so I, I, I love that. You know, I can have peace that my son-in-law is being a pastor and a leader of his own home. Mm -hmm. And my grandchildren are saved. And my daughters are saved. And my wife is saved. And so there's peace in that. And that's a load, like you said, Al, when you're at peace with God, that burden that Jesus mentioned is lifted. Hmm. I didn't understand that fully. I was a fairly new Christian. And, you know, like many people, you go through seasons in your marriage, maybe if you're married, and you learn things. So my wife and I, we went through, I would say, a very challenging time. We just didn't know how to communicate real well. And maybe we can do a, a session on that sometime sure. or, or yeah. a, a podcast on that. But anyway, we went through a period of separation. And it was as challenging as any time in my life. And my flesh wanted to say, you know, just like, you know, forget all this. I'm just start again. And yet, I believe that during that time, accelerating the whole story, but mm. I, I heard the voice of God. Now, I don't know if it was audible. It, it was to me, anyway. In my spirit, I heard it. And uh, we were both believers. And so I remember him just saying, you know, I'm just saying like, why, God, why? And I heard him say, she's not yours. She's mine. And I was undone. And I'm just like, oh, you know, and then I was just like, well, and I gave her to the Lord, you know, in my heart, in my mind. Sure. And then he promptly turned around and gave her back to me. Then I asked him, I was like, this is kind of cool. I'm having a conversation with the creator of the world. And I asked him, I said, well, we're we going to get back together. And he said, yes. 
And then I right away went, well, when? <laughs> he says, in time. But you know, I had a peace after that point. It was a walk in the woods. You know? That's a great point, Al. That's really good. You found peace in your communication with the Lord. Mm. You didn't just pray and walk away and, and cross your fingers and hope that God's going to do something. I know. Right? You were actively communicating. Yes. And then actively seeking him. It was amazing. Wow. I had a peace after that. Hmm. Like, I didn't know when it was going to happen, but he'll restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. He's in the restoration process, and that is God at work because he loves us. And so I, I had a peace then about the big picture, you know, that this was going to end well. We can read the back of the end of the book, and we know we're victorious. Right. We're more than conquerors. Right. But then to live that and to realize that and to start walking in that position, in that office— and I remember, of course, I'm working, you know, and, and we're making ends meet. And then we came back together. And that's better than we ever were before. And mm. I, I'll say that to the glory of God. And we're real close. In April, we'll have 38 years now. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. And so we're looking forward to that. But again, it's a testimony to him, which is what marriage really is in his relationship with the church and, and us. But I remember then working and I saw one of my co-workers, and it was down on the coast, happened to be in the Union area of Maine, and happened to meet with him, and he knew I was going through a difficult, a challenging time. And I saw him, and I just said, you know what? I'm okay about it. And I said, you know, I kind of related that story, not in great detail to him, and he's a believer. I knew him to be a believer. Otherwise, I don't think I would have shared with him in the same way. But I remember him saying something that was very interesting. He goes, oh, he says, our God gave you peace. I would say he was more mature in his walk than I was at that point, for sure. But him saying that meant a lot to me. And I just, I remember leaving, I was like, yes, actually, he has. Mm. He did. Thank you, Lord. He said, our Lord gave you peace in that storm. And I was just like, yes, he did. That's amazing. Do Do you also think, Al, that people can find peace in work. In other words, part of having that peace with God is serving God, Mm -hmm. knowing he approves of you, knowing that he is supporting you, knowing that you are, as James would say, making your faith come alive, you know, because faith without works is dead. You can find that peace. And I think like my troubles here as director, the closer I get to the Lord, no matter what comes, I still find a peace in that God is in control of this and we're going to overcome this. It's just a matter of how and when. But would you say, Al, that you can find peace? Because I know that in my life when I'm not serving him, I don't feel that peace. I feel like I ought to be up. I ought to be moving. I ought to be speaking. I ought to be doing. And in that, I find peace with the Lord. I would agree with having purpose in your life brings peace. It may not always feel that. Feelings can be deceptive. Yes. Facts, the reality of the situation, you may not feel it, God in his grace and mercy lets us feel it sometimes, mm-hmm. but peace necessarily may not add up on paper. It's, it is kind of hard to dis- <laughs> describe, but yeah. having purpose in, a, in, in, a, in one's life and staying the course will give you a, a level of peace, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get to see... I would see, agree with that. Yeah, That's well, a great question. Yeah. Well, you get to see God at work with you and you yes. get to see him doing things and accomplishing things that you wouldn't have if you stayed on your duff and didn't do much for him. Well, certainly that list in Galatians chapter 5 that precedes the fruit of the Spirit, it, it's just an ugly list. The lust of the flesh. Yeah, the right? lust of the flesh and, right. the, you know, the discord, the dissensions, the selfishness, the drunkenness, the impurity, mm. it just there's no peace in those. No. And it, it occurs to me, maybe there's some listeners that are kind of searching and don't know that peace and that it's available. It's a free gift. 
Amen to that. God's gift is free, and it doesn't come with strings. It's just you can't work your way into heaven. I believe that to be the case. And If you want peace, know Jesus Christ. That's the only way. That's the way, and it's as close as a prayer way. All a person has to do is admit they're a sinner. Right. And understand that God went to the cross, sent his son, Jesus, to die on your behalf. And if you believe that, that his price paid the penalty Mm -hmm. once and for all, it is finished. And you believe that, you ask him into your life, he will in no way cast you away. He will come into your life. I think it's important what you just said there, Al. He will not cast you away. God says, whoever may come, whoever and I'm a whoever, you're a whoever, <laughs> and we know that we can come as we are. Right, Al? Yes. I don't have to clean up first. No. Right? I don't have to change my life first. We'll never be able to make that way. Why? Because <laughs> our righteousness is as filthy rags. Right. Our own righteousness. We have no righteousness. Nothing to offer God. And folks, that's encouraging. In the sense that there's a remedy. Well, yeah. I mean, the world would tell you, you know, oh, you want to work for me? Well, what do you bring into the table? We know what God says is, you don't bring anything to this table. I bring it to the table. You aren't required to clean up, change anything. You just come to me with your heart, and you come to me with your honesty. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Ask Christ to save you. He will come into your life, and he will do the changing. And it won't always be comfortable. It won't always be nice, <laughs> right? Well, there'll be challenges then. Amen. You know, it, yeah. it says, wide is the gate that leads to death and destruction. Narrow is the gate that leads to eternity life, and difficult is the way, and few find it. Amen. And so that's the deal. Life is difficult, but he can give you peace and joy, and you can experience love, and the other fruit of the Spirit here as well, too. I get excited when we talk about this. I really do. Me too. But let's be clear about something, Al. There is no peace with God without salvation. Hmm. No. Right? There is no peace. If you do not have Christ in your heart, you are under wrath, you are under condemnation, you are under the law. It's a fake. And if it's not the true Jesus Christ of the Bible, not some fairy tale made up, twisted version of it. Made in, made in our image. Right, right. right. In, We're in, made in his image, the other way around. Right. So if you're someone who is sick of seeking the God who you want, and you want to start seeking the God who is, and you want that peace with God... The only way to to get that is through Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this, Seth. So it occurs to me that there's some listeners. You mentioned work. Sometimes work is a drag. I mean, it's Mm. like you can just be—I'm sure there's some people that are just feeling like, I'm just going nowhere. I have no peace. I just, I'm dreading getting up and even going in and wearing that mask all day or whatever it may be. Or, or maybe they're, they're in a situation where they don't have even a, a steady flow and there's some uncertainty. What would you say to that person? Yeah, I would say this, Hal. If you're in a job and you think it's a drag or think, you think it's something hard, understand this, that you are where you are by divine appointment. Now, if you want things to change, things to get better, things to grow, maybe a new job, maybe a promotion, whatever it is, first focus on where you're at. And every Everything you do, Jesus says, honor him. Mm. And I find, and, and this is, folks, God is not a liar, and God keeps his promises. And he said this, you seek me first. You seek me first in everything you do, and I will add everything unto you. Yeah. But you seek him first, Al. And you can do that in work. Now, some workplaces say, don't preach the gospel while you're working. Okay, but how are you speaking to people? How is your job performance? 
Are you clean? Are you someone who, you know, willingly helps? Are you someone who's showing an example? Are you endeavoring to be the best worker ever? Amen. Yeah. Right. God tells us to honor our masters. That's purposeful. If you're working unto him in Colossians 3, 16, something like that, do all things as to unto him. Yes. If he's your master, yes. it's, things are going to, it's going to be different. Yes. And, you know, we can't, Al, I can't go into work with a sour attitude and mistreat people and say, well, why isn't God blessing me? Why am I stuck in this miserable job? Well, first of all, how about, like Paul says, be content where you're at. Find joy in your work. I've found joy in my work sometimes, Al, by just focusing on the things I'm good at. And then all of a sudden, everything else becomes a bit of a lighter burden. There's a great short film that came out in the 70s, I want to say. It was called The Music Box. And I encourage our listeners to look that up on YouTube. It's available now anyway, for the time being. But uh, anyway, the guy finds a music box. God called him. Anyway, he opens it up. All these angels come out and sing and everything. He finds salvation, essentially. And he's in this dead-end job where all he does is screw on the top of these windshield washer fluid jugs that go down. And there's three of them, and all day long, that's all they do. That's mm. all they do. And he's just like going nowhere. They comes home, and the kids are just planted in front of the TV, and it's he finds the Lord. And then, in spite of that situation, he just is like, "This is awesome." And he goes back, and he it, you'll get a kick out of it. You watch that movie. Sure. But it, anyway, he starts cranking on those lids, and he's happy, and he's he's got songs in his heart, and and he's you know he becomes employee of the of the month, and he gets recognized for that. And they're just like, "Why are you so happy? What is up with you? How come you got joy and peace and, and despite all this?" And so the only explanation is that the Lord came into his life. Amen. And then he kind of gets reprimanded a little bit. God says, like, wait, you're not supposed to just keep this gift to yourself. Right. You're supposed to tell other people. And so he didn't. He ultimately tells his wife and, and his kids. And it's just a cool story. It's it a is cool a cool story. story. But it's but it's also the truth, Al. We find peace through Jesus Christ alone. Any other peace is a, a cheap knockoff. Don't let the world rob you of that peace. No. And if you want it, folks, like I was saying, in your job, then whatever you say and do, honor him. Now, you watch what God does with that. Yeah. And yes, it will take time. Don't walk in one day and think, oh, I'm going to be nice and everything's suddenly going to change. Let the Lord do his work in you. Let the Lord do his work to the people around you. And then watch what God does with your life. We'll have a chance to talk about it, Lord willing, some of the other fruit that are in this package, and that is patience, you know, to be mm. patient about some things. But he'll give you that ability too. Right. And so if you're in a place right now, dear listener, where you feel like you just don't have that peace, and my heart goes out to you, those that are in some difficult situations. We've been there. Seth and I have both been there. Yeah. I mean, right now we're in a pretty good place and we feel like it, but who knows? But what, that can change. That could change. But we also know that there's a remedy. And so, Lord... Lord, I'm just going to pray right now, dear listener. Lord, I pray that you'd be the lifter of their head. Here's a priestly blessing. I'm going to give it to you. You, listener, you individually. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace right now. Right now at this moment as you're listening. As you've joined me in that prayer, I pray it would be true to you. You'd get a touch from the sovereign Lord and that uh, you could move forward now with a confident peace. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. May it be so. Mm. Listener, seek him first. Seek him first in all things. Every decision you make, everything you do throughout the day, seek him first and pray, 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 pray. And ask the Lord to make the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart pleasing unto him. And do as he commands you to do. He promises that if you seek him first, he will add everything. And folks, he keeps his promises. So trust him. 
open up to him, worship him in spirit and in truth. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're broadcasting here from Shelters by Jesus Radio at the campus here in Skowhegan, Maine. You can write us here at Shelters by Jesus Radio, 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. Here, we're listener supported. We do this. We don't get paid for what we do, except by the Lord. We get heavenly. It's a heavenly investment. But we love. We love the Lord. Thank you for joining us. You can check us out at sbjradio.com. Sheltersbyjesus.com is our website. There's a great documentary on there that can get you started learning a little bit more about us, you can call us too, 207-474-8833. Again, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, opening up God's Word, unpacking the fruit of the Spirit, that package deal. Seth, thanks for joining me here. Oh, it's been great, Al. It's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? And so maybe we can uh, continue on this study here, and uh, hopefully we can glorify the Lord. Amen.